Well, hello, 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 everybody. This is your boy, Alvin King, host of He Said, He Said, He Said, a look at the world from a seasoned Black man's perspective. Thank you all for joining us tonight. It is Friday, May the 20th. And when I tell you, do we have a show in store for you tonight? I'm going to say it. We have a, a show in store for you tonight, ladies and gentlemen. We have a special guest that's here that I am so excited to finally meet. And she's in town this weekend, and we will talk more about that. But welcome to our show. Uh, we're, we're glad that, that you are here. And if any of you are like me in D.C., you are suffering from allergies. So my heart goes out to all of you who are suffering from allergies right now. I know before we came on the show, I had to do like a little mini steam treatment so that I wouldn't come on here sounding like Brenda Baccaro or somebody like that with a raspy voice. But um, I hope everybody has had a great week. And again, thank you, thank you, thank you for joining our show. Well, as I said, we have a very special guest with us tonight. And I wanna make sure that every moment that we have that we will spend time with her. But before we do that, I need to bring on my co-host, ladies and gentlemen, one of the hardest working men on He Said, He Said, He Said, Mr. Vosh Bodhi. Hello, Alvin. It's good to see you. <laughs> you did it. I just couldn't resist. <laughs> hey, Vosh. <laughs> Alvin, look at you rocking this hat. Give it to me. I'm, I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying. You know yeah. what? I'm a fedora guy and I've been holding out for a year. Okay. Since we've been mm -hmm. doing the show, but um, I was inspired by last week's show to put it on. I, I show with yeah. Lou. I was like, you know what? Okay, Lou, you're making me go in the vault. So look, and you are the stylish man on live stream services. So look, bring it. Thank you. Bring Thank it. you, Vosh. How are you doing, my friend? How's your week been? It has been so fantastic. I am so happy that the sun is out and it is not cold in the morning. I'm running around like a daffodil. <laughs> like a not a daffodil. Bring, like, bring it to me. Give me the sun. Yes, it has just been just a lovely, lovely day. Well, lovely see, week, actually. When you said running around like a daffodil, I, ladies and gentlemen, if you guys didn't see the show last week, Vosh had me... I mean, I was verklempt when Bosch showed a picture of him in a play where it was a, I mean, it, it, he was, he was in a play where he was, a, it was nude. It was, it, but he showed me the advertisement for the play, but it just took me by surprise. I didn't know he was going to show it. I didn't know that part of that side of you. So when you said that, it just took me back to last week. Um, but I'm unverklempt. And uh, <laughs> the funniest part about that was you did clutch your pearls for almost a minute. It was fantastic. And the best part is I could see your eyes wandering to, <laughs> to look at the picture. It was fantastic. Thank you for that moment. No, thank you for that moment. How excited are you about our show tonight, Bosch? Absolutely thrilled. We, so we have been doing this show for just over a year. Yes. And I would say after the third episode... We talked about having this particular guest on the show because yes. we all love her so much. Yes, 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 yes. And um, I, I, I guess, you know what, I'm, I'm going to say it because before, before we get into the show, but I want to put up, if, we, if I can have the producer to put up one of our early uh, advertisements, uh, uh, if you will. As many of you know, there were three of us when, when the, at the beginning of this concept, 
the gentleman, uh, Jacques Whitfield, is the first cousin to our special guest. And he was the one who kind of, you know, really put me back in touch with our special guest tonight. Yes, I'm keeping it a secret, everybody. I'm, you all have seen the advertisement, but I need to give her the introduction that she deserves. But um, we are so glad that she is here tonight. And um, if you're ready, I'm ready to like get on with the show, my brother. Rock and roll, bring it on. <laughs> You know, it's time for an Aquarius rising. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Okay, okay. But, but since you mentioned it, since you mentioned it, tomorrow is the start of Gemini, and I'm in my complete birthday uh, astrology sign moment, month, or whatever. My birthday's in June, but you know me. I celebrate. So to have this guest on the show tonight, at the start of me beginning my birthday celebration, it is just epic. So, okay. Okay, I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna stop teasing all of you all, ladies and gentlemen. Our special guest is a native Washingtonian and a graduate of Howard University. You've heard her with the Grammy Award-winning trumpeter Chris Bowdy live in Boston, or perhaps on one of the PBS great performances special. And you've seen her on the viral video with the legendary Pete Escovito as they reimagine Al Green's classic hit "Let's Stay Together." You may have even seen her in her early part of her career, backing artists that you may know like Whitney Houston, Brandy, Macy Gray, and Sheila E. But if you have never seen Cy Smith's solo performances, you are in for a real treat this weekend because the singer, songwriter Cy Smith is performing live on Sunday, May the 22nd at the DC City Winery on her Feeling Good 2022 tour. Cy returns here to Washington, D.C. to remind us all that radical self-love and radical self-care equals revolutionary joy. And Vash and I are beaming with joy tonight as we welcome to the He Said, He Said, He Said stage, the incomparable Miss Cy Smith. Oh. <laughs> wow, what an introduction. Thank you so much. You are welcome. Well deserved, my queen. Well deserved. I'm blushing so hard. <laughs> well, well, well deserved, as I said. I mean, my Pandora is on fire. I mean, just for the I've been listening to you, you know, occasionally, like over the last year, like Vaj said, we've been talking about you. Yeah. But I mean, over the last six months until I got up enough nerve to say, oh, my God, I got to reach out to her. And then when I heard you were coming here and you accepted our invitation. <sighs> <laughs> oh, my God, my cheeks hurt. So <laughs> <laughs> <that> right now. <laughs> well, thank you for being here. Well, if, if, if we can, we're going to go ahead because Vash and I have have we've been talking a lot about the questions that we want to you know, mm -hmm. ask you. And like I told you backstage. We have seen nearly every one of your interviews, okay, that you've ever done. So, okay, so I, I just want you to know that. So I'm going okay. to kick it off and right. say, you know, I know that you began your singing career in the late '90s with the uh, singing for the incomparable Whitney Houston. But tell us, what was it like growing up at the age of six in D.C. studying music and finding your calling for music? Oh man! So when I was about six. That's when my mother and I were living over um, off 23rd Parkway in Temple Hills, Hillcrest Heights. Mm -hmm. And I was taking piano lessons um, 
because I begged for piano lessons, right? So she put me in piano lessons, but they were like public school piano lessons. Like they were like, they were like, they were so ratchet. Like there were about 12 of us in the class and each of us would walk up one at a time and have, you know, seven minutes with the teacher. And then we'd go back and sit back down. And, you know, it was, you know, to be honest, that they were doing the best they could with what they had. But I knew that I needed something different and I didn't know how to articulate, you know, private instruction. I didn't know those words at six, but I kept telling my mother, mom, I, mommy, I just want it where it's me and the teacher. I just want that. I just want it where it's just me and the teacher, you know? And my mom was like, oh, you want a private teacher? <laughs> yes, that's what I want. Wow. <laughs> and, wow. and so, you know, two years later, you know, after really being persistent uh, about that, my mom finally got me a, a, a private instructor um, by the name of Saul Roas. And he was um, a really, strange bird from Argentina, but that man could play some piano. <laughs> and he and well he really... look at look at what he look at what he's produced. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, thank you. But but it was really cool because he was he was not only a piano teacher, he was an artist. And and that was sort of my first time now that I think about it, as I'm talking to you, I'm really realizing this. He was the first artist that I think I had a regular interaction with on, you know, on a weekly basis, like a real artist doing artsy stuff, you know, for a living, you know, yes, he was a piano instructor, but, you know, he would wear these, like, he wore a, a, like a priest collar, but like these Liberace jackets and these, you know, these amazing like house shoes that look like they were made out of diamonds, you know. Oh, okay. <laughs> and, and, All right, so <laughs> and he played like he would do his own recitals once a year, you know. And um and he was he, he was really like a true artist. And I think that was my first time seeing someone who didn't who didn't have you know what what we might call a normal sort of livelihood or a normal way of life, right. you know. He, he marched to the beat of his own drum and lived like that. So I think that was so impressionable to me, you know, and for the first time in my head, in my mind, I could see the possibilities. Like, I don't necessarily have to do what everybody else in my family has told me I need to do, you know, go to school, get a job, da, 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 da. you know, I don't necessarily have to follow that um, way of life, I might be able to be an artist. That was a whole realization, you know? Wow, wow. Yeah. Well, do you come from a musical or an artistic family, Asai? I, I don't come from necessarily a musical family. My father, whose name is also Cy Smith, and he will never let you forget that he's the real Cy Smith. <laughs> um, <laughs> my father is a really great singer and uh and can play piano enough to kind of walk into a room and entertain everybody you know he he sings really well but he sings well enough that he can walk into a room and entertain the whole room you know he and he can he can tell jokes like he's a performer you know um who just never pursued it professionally but he was definitely you know the 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 closest person to me you know where i where i could see you know how to read a room how to how to work a stage, how to do, even though he wasn't on stage, you know, mm -hmm. the stage was just life, <laughs> you know? Um, 
and and on my mother's side, I have an uncle, Uncle Billy. Shout out to Uncle Billy. He had he had a band in the seventies, and I used to listen to some of their records. Um, they were called the Cool Blues, <laughs> and 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 yeah. So I, and and actually, my mother's other brother Joe is a painter and a sculptor and and that kind of thing. So there there are definitely artists in the family, but. There was nobody who did it for a living, you know. Uh, okay. Um, not until I came along, I don't think. Well, I yeah. was going to ask you to name one of your inspirations for making music. So I'm going to give a shout out to Saul wherever he is. Because <laughs> he has uh, you know, birth Cy Smith, or if you will, <laughs> giving you that that outlook. Yeah. that helped to shape who you are. So thank you for sharing that with us. Thank oh, you. yeah. Thank, thank you for asking that question because i that's really a first time realization for me. Mm. So I'm so glad you asked me that. You're welcome. This is what we do on He Said, He Said, He Said. Connecting you to yourself in a way that allows you to share you with us. Yes, yes. yes. I love it. <laughs> I feel like I, I have to say everything three times. I love it. I love it. I love it. Oh, I. <laughs> <laughs> you must. You must. You must. <laughs> please, please, please. <laughs> well, sorry. I have a question for you. Okay. <laughs> because it's it seems like you have been able to just become this entity based on uh, Senor Rojas. <laughs> How would you define? yourself as an artist what what kind of artist are you um you know the easiest way i think for me to describe the type of artist i am uh is to give people a sort of familiar reference and i always say if somehow sly stone and diana ross had a love child oh. it would have been me I'm about to pass the plate on that. Okay, all right. <laughs> well, what is it about the, those two that fuses with you? Um, you know, Sly Stone's music always spoke to me in ways that um, satisfied my need for funk and interesting melodic choices and interesting chord changes, but just slop funk, just, you know, Sly was just so funky um, and and still way complicated musically, you know, without being over everybody's head, you know, and, and you know, singing songs to the social conscious and, and, and that kind of thing, you know, I always identified with that. Um, and then, you know, Miss Ross is Miss Ross, like, who didn't want to be Miss Ross when you, when I was growing up, she was one of the only black women that I would see, you know, as grand as she was in the spaces that she was in, you know? Um, and, and I remember just, you know, whenever I saw her, I, was, I would just be transfixed, like, wow, you know, to be that large, you know, um, it, it, it was always something that spoke to my need to be amplified in ways that, that would make me not feel so invisible. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Right on. yeah. I hope so, Ross is hearing this. Yeah, seriously. Because <laughs> her spirit must be buzzing, because that was serious love. <laughs> that was serious. <laughs> so then what kind of how would you define or describe the music that you create? Oh, that's a really good question, Vash. Um, the music that I create is 
you know, I think the backbone of it is soul, whatever that is, you know, along the continuums of, of the continuum of black music. Um, you know, uh, the backbeat is there's always a go-go thing somewhere in there. You know, if you know go-go, you might hear it. It's not always super, super evident because nothing I do is super, super evident, you know. <laughs> um, but, 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 you know, I'm very much soul-based with, with whimsy, you know, soul-based with, soul-based with sort of lyrical um, freedom and, and, a, and a vocal sort of whimsy, you know. Like I don't sound like all the people I love, which all which always used to bother me. You know, okay. <laughs> it, okay. it really bothered me that I didn't sound like Shaka Khan and would never sound like Aretha Franklin. Like those were the voices I loved, and I never would sound like them. But I learned to appreciate the own the own the my own sort of whimsical nature that that just seems to be a part of my voice naturally. You know, um, so I think you hear that in my music. You mm. know. Yeah, it's 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 fun, um, and and for music heads, you know, there's definitely um, interesting stuff happening. You know, for for the people that need the chord changes, you know, <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, you know, and for the people that need the lyrics, you know, I use I use funky words every now and then, you know, <laughs> but but you know, I think for people that just like to hear stories and characters, um, that's that might be who I write for, you know. Well, and taking us on a journey, yeah. I'm definitely yeah. going to speak on that a little later because I, I, I was get, I was getting ready to say something that I I need to wait because I. Uh, but anyway, I need to <laughs> take you. I need to take you back a bit. First of all, okay. hello, Rose. Thank you for joining us tonight. I appreciate we appreciate you being here. Rose is one of our faithful. I mean, seven o'clock p.m. Rose could be out having dinner with friends and everything, but no, she's right here on He Said, He Said, He Said. Listen I love to Alvin it. and Vosh. And so we do love you and everybody else out there who's who's watching and we can't see you. Um, thank you for watching. But Sai, I want to take you back to the yard, okay? Okay. Because, okay, to the okay. yard. Because uh, for those of you Howell University grads, HU, we you have know. a sister here, okay, from Howell <laughs> University. How did that time, your time, at Howard University prepare you for your career? Oh my gosh. Um, my time at Howard University prepared me for my career in so many ways, but mainly um, in the way that going to Howard kind, kind of pushed me into, how do I say this? It pushed me into always abandoning my fear for the sake of taking the step needed to get to wherever I needed to go. You know, I had to abandon my fear all the time if I needed to take a step, you know, if I wanted to get someplace. Even if that meant, you know, <laughs> I got to go to the A building and talk to these people about, you know, paying these, whatever, like anything, you know. Right, right, I need to right. go talk to my professor about blah, blah, blah. I, I would always have to step through, you know, some some kind of fear to get something done, you know, and and, and that pushed a girl like me um, from behind the keyboard where where I where I was musically all the time, you know, to the front line of, of the stage, you know. But but I think that's what Howard did for me. Um, and then of course, Howard was a big part of my networking. You know, like my first gig in Los Angeles was because the music director uh, went to Howard. You know. 
Okay. I didn't have to audition for that. I, you know, Kenny Lattimore was the gig. And oh, Gordon okay. Campbell was the, um, yeah, Gordon Campbell was the MD, but I didn't have to audition for that. Gordon just called me and said, hey, I know you just moved to LA. You want this gig? <laughs> like, yeah. But you know, he had seen me, he had seen me prepping for that yeah. kind of work, you know, for four years, right. you know? Come so, on, blessings. So, well, Sai, in addition to piano, what other instruments do you play? I don't play any other instruments, really. I mean, I play piano and I really fell off since since I was 16. I was I was way better than I am now. <laughs> but, um, I, you know, I, I was, I'm not one of those people that can play a million things. I try. I try to play clarinet. That's my favorite. That's my favorite instrument in the orchestra, but I failed miserably. Um, I picked up some drumsticks. I could probably play, you know, just regular, you know, eight, eight, you know, sixteenth. You know, I could play something simple, but that's about it. Just, just keys. But the keyboard allows me to fake like I play other things. You know, like I can play synth bass on keys, right. so then people might think I'm a bass player, or I can, yeah, I can. I could play a guitar patch on the keys and, you know, that sounds pretty much like a guitar, you know, like, so on my album, Sometimes a Rose Will Grow in Concrete, I'm playing a whole lot of that record. I've produced that whole album, but I'm playing a lot of the instruments on there, um, except for the very obvious, you know, if you hear some drums that sound like, you know, a monster, that's probably not me. It's probably Lee, it's, it's probably Lee Pearson or Stacey Lamont, you know. Well, first of all, thank you for bringing up Monster from the Muppets playing the drums. I appreciate that reference. I do. Well, you know, Sai, in, in following you, um, I really got connected to you and followed you around the pandemic. And that that's when I was like, yeah, I was following you so much because your wow. music was actually putting me at ease in a number of different ways. So um, how did you maintain your creativity and motivation musically during um, these two years of COVID? Man, Alvin, the, the first few months were really hard, you know, as they were for everybody. I know I'm not unique in that, but to be grounded the way I was, literally, you know, Vash and I were talking about frequent flyer miles. I was used to being on a plane three times a week, yeah. you know, uh, and to, to very suddenly, you know, we literally landed at Dallas at 10.30 p.m. on March 12th and got to baggage claim and were told via text all the gigs were canceled. <laughs> and March 13th, the whole world shut down. Yeah. So it took me a second to regroup. And by a second, I mean three months. You know, like it took a long time, <laughs> yeah, you know, right. to sort of regroup because I because I fell into a little bit of a funk and and I had to figure out, like, why? Why do I feel so funky? Why am I so depressed? And it was because I had put so much of my value and worth in uh, what I did, you know, in my work, like I had attributed so much of my value and worth to my work and my productivity that I lost the fact that I was just valuable and worthy just for the mere fact of existing. And when I realized that I had to unlearn all of that productivity, baddest, baddest working, hardest working, da 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 da, because all, all of that 
is a lie. You know, booked and busy, all that stuff is cute. (laughs) But what's even cuter is knowing that the mere fact that the Most High or God or Yahweh or whomever you call him, the mere fact that he put you here means that you're worthy. And so I had to unlearn that other stuff and relearn that. And when I relearned that, I was able to take care of myself in ways that I hadn't taken care of ever, ever. I had never sat down and just looked at myself and said, you know, it's pretty cool that you're here. Wow. Nice. Wow. You know? Yeah. Yep. yeah, and so so you're giving me chills, time. okay? You're giving me <laughs> chills because I, I I know that feeling that you're talking. You're 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 talking from a real place. Yeah. And so yeah. I I I'm again I'm getting chills under the sweater. But oh, sorry, I didn't mean yeah. to interrupt you. But not at all, not at all. I I, I don't really talk about this that much, um, and 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 especially in these terms, because even as I talk about it, I get teary. I get emotional. You know, because I remember what it felt like to think that you're only worthy because you're doing so much, you know, mm-hmm. and now I know better. And as a performer, the applause that you get or the number of listens that you have, et cetera. Right. I mean, it's right. easy to get caught up in that. It's so easy to get caught up in that. It's so easy to get caught up in the data and the metadata and the number and the streams and the, you know, the likes and the comments, and uh, but none of it means anything, you know? What really matters is that you're here. And and then once you, you can find the value in yourself just existing, then you can connect in meaningful ways with other living beings on the planet. And that's where the real magic starts to happen, you know? Ooh. Yeah. So you gonna make me run upstairs in this house and come back down. <laughs> And just I, you know what? Because run upstairs like like someone does in church. I, that that was the metaphor I was using. Like running around the house, not because I just run around the house. Because that right. was the word. Okay, thank. You. Oh my God, I'm sorry, Vash. I didn't mean to cut it. You sound like you were to say something, my brother. Well, what? But Sai, you said things that have me wanting to go in two different directions. Okay. One, you're being able to connect with people. I know you're super present on social media. And Mm -hmm. I'm intrigued and want to sort of talk to you about that. But the other thing I really want to go into is the fact that you are so giving already as an artist, Mm. right? You will Mm -hmm. sing backup for people. I mean, like you are Cy Smith, right? You have your (laughs) career, you're doing your thing. You you are are, are touring with Chris, but you will sing backup for people. You you know, I just saw you doing a gig where you were doing backup. And then in your live gigs, you are always willing to feature somebody who needs to be heard by the people who are in that room. Yeah. You're so generous. Why is that important to you? Um, You know, it's funny that you bring this up because I was talking to another person last week and he also brought up that that I'm such a giver. And I didn't even realize that. I just know that I, I have always enjoyed being a team player in that sense. Um, and being a team player means, you know, p- playing your position, you know, and supporting whatever other positions you're supposed to support. I'm I'm making this up because my mother didn't let me play sports. So I'm thinking that's what it means <laughs> to be a team player. <laughs> but 
I love the I love the camaraderie that I get to experience when I am part of a band. Um, as and so as a supporting vocalist, I get something that I don't necessarily get when I'm in the front, you know, because when you're in the front, you have a whole other set of responsibilities, you know, and a whole other, you could still be a part of the band, but there's a whole other job that you got to do, yeah. you know, yeah. but when you're, um, when you're on supporting vocals, you're part of a band and, and you have the potential to really create a wonderful support foundation for whomever is the artist, you know, and that's always fun for me because there is a, a language that we speak to each other that nobody else really knows, you know, <laughs> nobody even knows there's another conversation going on within the song, you know, and that's always fun to be a part of. It's always fun to be a part of a secret conversation, you yeah. know? <laughs> yes, when, when nobody else knows what you're talking and the synergy and is flowing, okay? About. Right. Yeah, Right. that's always fun. Um, and then secondly, I mean, I really just love music and I really, really just love performing. I really, really love the craft of, of what I do so much that there is no position, you know, within the realm of performing that's too small for me. You know, I really just love it. If I, you know, if an artist calls me up and I'm really intrigued by their art and, and says, you know, I would love for you to sing back up for me. I'm, I'm not going to say no because I'm Cy Smith, you know, if anything, I might say no because I'm booked, you know, right. <laughs> but but that's it. You know, like I really enjoy being a part of, of all of the situations. I, I can't think of of all of the different gigs I've done. They're really uh, it has to be less than two that weren't pleasant for me. Everything has been so dope. You know, that's, that's that's really that's really huge for you to say because <laughs> because I you have an amazing repertoire of music, okay? And Thank so you. I, as I mentioned earlier, Pandora, it is it is on fire in my house with with your music. But thank you. You also mentioned something early on about when you were developing your style and you referenced or when you were saying comparing yourself to how you sing to Aretha Franklin or Shaka Khan, and and talking about your um, your unique style that you have. And so when you were talking, three songs came to my mind. Conflict, oh. That Ring, and Perspective, okay? Oh my goodness, okay. Well, oh my God, if you all haven't seen, heard Conflict, <laughs> listen to this woman pick and choose these words that, I, you know, it is absolutely <laughs> brilliant to me. And so I, I, I listened to it and I was in the car and then she has a hook. I don't wanna tell you what it is, Go and Google her and listen to Conflict. But um, what is your writing process for coming up with your songs? Um, you know, a lot of times, like for Conflict, for instance, I mean, I won't give away the hook if you don't want me to. But oh, oh. Uh, <laughs> make them go get it. Okay, but, okay. But, no, but seriously, no, 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 you can. It's Cy Smith. You can do it. No, it's, it's all good. I got to <laughs> shout out the producer of that track. His name is Dre King. He sent me that track. He, he lives here in D.C., actually. Um, Dre King sent me the track, and the track is very sort of meditational, you know, and if you just listen to it, it's very like, and that obligato bass line just will put you into a trance if you allow it. So I was, so I was thinking, I would love to sort of just write the first word that comes to my head, and then 
right? Well, you know, you know the exercise where somebody says something and then you you say a word. <laughs> so I did that, but with myself, okay. you know. <laughs> so I wrote, you know, this is old, this is new, this is borrowed, this is blue, this is married, then divorced. This will be resolved in court, you know. And and that's what I did. I sort of played that game with myself and uh, just to see what would happen. Um, and why would somebody do that? I don't know. I would imagine, <laughs> I would imagine that maybe that person might be high. I wasn't, but, but maybe that person might be who would play a game like that with themselves. And that's how, this is your brain on drugs. That's how that came about. <laughs> but you know, when, when totally I told you your brain on drugs, just again, because she gave the hook away, ladies and gentlemen, she did. <laughs> I, I, I did it. When I thought about that, I just thought about where we are in this world right now. We're not, you know, you don't have to be on drugs for your brain to be going through what it's going through right now with everything that's right. going on in the world. And so I'm in the gas station listening to this, and that's all I'm going to say. And I didn't even want to pump my gas. I just wanted to drive off after. And I was like, <laughs> she did this? Bravo. Thank you. Thank you so Bravo. much. Thank Bravo. you. Bravo. Thank Bravo. you. Yes. You know, I, my, my writing process has a lot to do with the way I was raised. And I'm the only child to my mother. Shout out to Serena Gilbert. I love you so much, mommy. She's, she, she might be watching this. Um, but I, my mom raised me to be sort of very independent. Like, you know, she had a lot going on. She was going to Howard, you know, when I was very small, she was, she was in, um, she was in a master's program there. So she would, she would be like, don't bring every little thing that's going on to me. Like, if you can fix your toy yourself, please fix it yourself instead of running to be like, mommy. So I say that to say my writing process is, is very sort of solitary in that way. So that's why I would play a word game with myself, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. and come up with a song like Conflict, you know, because, because that's the way I used to play as a kid. You know, mm -hmm. um, perspective. Oh, you mentioned that ring. Can I talk about it? You, I mean, you can. I mean, it's clearly up to you. Like I said, I know what it did for me, and I just want everybody <laughs> to go out and just blow, blow it up, and just listen to it. But and again, it's it's really where I am in my life right now. Why that song resonated with me. But please I, talk about it. I love that yeah. it resonated. I, I love that it resonated with you. That was one of the first songs that I wrote for an album that didn't come out. Um, on Hollywood Records, uh, but I wrote that song with a producer named Ali Shahid Muhammad from A Tribe Called Quest uh, back in 98. So I love that that song still resonates with people because, <laughs> because I wrote it so long ago. Um, and I wrote it at a time when, you know, I was, I was young and thirsty and, and not thirsty, but thirsty. And, <laughs> and like, <laughs> and, and I, I felt like at the time there were so many songs um, on urban radio that were like, you know, can you pay my bills? Can, why you in my grill? And, you know, all of that, no scrubs. I don't want to, you know, and I was just like, dang, you know, are we, are we that mad ladies? You know, <laughs> because I, because I don't, I don't want anybody to pay my bills. This was my thinking back then. Uh, and still, I didn't want anybody to pay my bills. And and I, I, you know, I didn't need the the whole confrontational why you all in my grill kind of thing. Mm -hmm. What I wanted was to be that ring on your finger. I wanted to be that ring that you wear with everything. 
I want it to be like the tape that you rewind and hear me one more time, you know? Um, and so that's how that came about. Uh, I want to be that ring you wear with everything. I want to be the tape you have to rewind and hear me just one more time, you know? Again, Vosh, you better go ahead and ask the question because right now she's speaking to me. I told you because you know I'm 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 single and I want to be that ring. Okay, okay. Right. So I want to be that ring. Like I said, it powerful song. Another song, ladies and gentlemen. Go and Google <laughs> Sky Smith and listen to that ring. All right. All right. Well, thank you. Speaking of that ring, you are married to the lovely and amazingly talented Sean. Yay! Yes, 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 yes. We love Sean. Yes, indeed. Let's say hello, Sean. Hey, Sean. How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> but aside from Sean and music, you do have another amazing love in your life. Yes. Do you want to talk about? Are you talking about Gingy? Yes, I am. <laughs> I'm going to give you an opportunity to talk about the love yes. of your life. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> oh, uh, we named him after the song. You know the song, Jinji? I do. Uh-huh. Yeah. Which version? Uh, well, I mean, there's so many good ones. I mean. Uh, Astrid Herberto and Jean Karn are the only two that I know. <gasps> Jean Karn. Elder Barge has a wonderful version. Yeah, but I mean, Astrid. Yeah, I mean, no. Karn, I mean, you know. The ones yeah. you named are the yeah. ones. Quintessential, you know? yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. There was another, but I can't think of it right now. So, but I, I know there's another Gingy that I've heard, and I just love yeah. it. Yeah. Ella Fitzgerald has a really nice one, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I'm going to look her yeah. up. Okay. Yeah. But that dog, um, honey, okay, that dog is powerful. Look look at her. Is it a girl or boy? It's a boy. It's a boy. Come on, Genji. He's, Gen- he's a boy. That's that's why we changed the spelling of the name to kind of make it bo- boyish. I don't know. We thought D J I N J I was more boyish, <laughs> like Django, you know. Yes. Genji Unchained. Genji Unchained, exactly. Well, absolutely beautiful. Um, Sai, you. you know, again, mentioning that we follow you on all your platforms. And we are so much about love on this show. I wanted to ask you a couple of questions just to check in with you and make okay. sure that you're okay. Okay, um, yeah. Many of us last week, uh, we are completely heartbroken um, about the senseless uh, mass killings in Buffalo, New York. Um, yes. You posted a heartfelt message um, about how it impacted you. Is there anything that you want to share with our viewers tonight about that? That that You is- know... I posted um, that Black people are expected to keep on keeping on no matter what, you know, keep on learning, keep on schooling, keep on working, keep on entertaining, keep on l- loving, keep on lifing like like it's just another Monday. And, and you know, that that expectation, and, and for the most part, I feel like we do. Mm-hmm. Um, Mm-hmm. And it's exhausting. And when I posted that, I was just tired, you know? Mm-hmm. I talk about choosing joy all the time um, because I do believe that, especially for us as Black people, choosing joy is a revolutionary act. Mm-hmm. But choosing joy doesn't mean ignoring trauma. 
And it's important that we pause and reflect and express and talk about and check in with each other when these traumas happen, you know? And, and, and as, as terrible as Buffalo was, the incident at Tops, um, there are traumatic events happening to us all the time, you yeah. know? Um, and, and, you know, black folks who are victims and survivors of, of family members dying or being murdered or losing their lives in ways that don't need to happen and, and only happen because of the systemic history of racism here. Um, and, and yes, choose joy, but no, don't ignore the trauma because, because it, it if you ignore it, it festers, you know, and I think it's okay to admit that you're tired. It's okay to admit that you're hurting and it's okay to admit that you're human and you need somebody to check in with you, you know? Yeah. That's right. a big part of, of, of actually choosing joy because once you work through it, you can actually genuinely and sincerely uh, choose joy with authenticity, you know? Thank you. Just wanted to check in with you, my sister, because I was right there with you. I yeah. was feeling it. So thank you for sharing your perspective and and, thank and, you. and sharing your feelings with us on that. Thank you. Thank you for bringing that up. Thank You're you. welcome. Because mm -hmm. it still hurts, you know, like it, it, it's not going to be something that goes away. I, I, after I tweeted that and posted that, you know, I also tweeted, check in on your elders, fam, you know, right. because, because this is not new to them yet, you know, here we are, most of them live through Jim Crow, you know, mm -hmm. and to have this happen, you know, I can't imagine what some of our elders are thinking who, who have to get up and go to the store sometimes, you know, right, right, as right. most of them do, all right. of us do, you know. So checking on your elders, this this is something we're, we're all gonna need to keep checking in with each other about, you know. Yeah. Amen, amen, yeah. thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Bobby Edwards said that your post spoke to them. Bison oh. sister. Called you Bison thank sister. You. <laughs> oh, thank, thank you, Bobby. <laughs> thank you, Bobby. I appreciate that, sir. <laughs> Hi, Monica. Thank you for joining us again. Monica's another. She's faithful. Her and her husband, Oscar, because I know Oscar's watching ah. that big screen TV looking at you and I, Vosh. I know he is. Oh, hey, ah. Oscar. Hey, Oscar. Thank you, Monica. Appreciate the um, kind words. Real. Well, well, keeping on that lane, excuse me. I, I just want to jump in. You recently had a fire. What did did we? At your house. Oh, my God. You know, yeah, we had a fire. On March 5th, I was coming back from uh, two successful sold-out shows in Indianapolis, you know, and I'm I'm landing at LAX, and I'm texting Sean, and, hey, babe, I'm on the way home. Hey, babe, mommy's landed. Hey, baby. And and he just keeps replying, okay. And I'm like, uh? you know, <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> So uh, I get in the Uber um, and long story short, I get out of the Uber. Sean comes outside to help with my luggage like he normally does. And he says, darling, there's been an incident. Um, you're going to see some damage. There was a fire. And I'm like, huh? You know, I'm looking around the neighborhood. We live on this block you know, that normally, you know, it's it's a city block in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. But I look around and the entire block is standing outside our house. And I was like, wait, what's going on in here? You know, and our dog is on the porch next door. 
being held by our neighbors and the front door standing wide open and so I walk in and we walk to the bat, uh, the bedroom and the bed is it looked like a it looked like a tornado went through our house wow and as i'm looking into the bedroom i can see right through the wall to our backyard because the whole wall had burnt up wow yeah so we had to you know leave that day a fire is a terrible 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 thing but we are both okay our dog is okay we are housed i i'm not complaining uh we will be displaced for a long time because um it's going to take a long time to rebuild what was damaged but um even though we're covered and all of that stuff the the discombobulation that happens when a fire <laughs> happens yeah, I, it imagine. cannot be yeah. overstated um uh, even our dog was depressed child yeah i mean seriously yeah. we yeah. we yeah. were in a hotel for six weeks downtown yeah. you know yeah. downtown la yeah and you know downtown la vosh is it, it's not really that many parks you know right um and so the one one week i think in the fifth week that we were in the hotel i was on the road i get a call from sean Gingy had gotten attacked by a pit bull child i said lord oh, and he had to be hospitalized oh my goodness yeah yes and yes. overnight so yes. you know we were just pulling out our hair like lord <laughs> i can't wait for the song that Gingy writes okay <laughs> i know we're gonna come in the house one day and Gingy gonna be in the piano <laughs> i'm so dog gone mad okay right okay oh my god oh see again yeah. i'm a dog lover so i can i can imagine again how you were feeling when that happened so oh man yeah i mean devastation.com dot com you know thank god everything is is okay everybody's okay Jinji is back to normal you know mm -hmm. uh and and actually you know he it, it's almost like it didn't even happen because he's cool around other dogs but it's scary all of that kind of stuff and you know all of that time i'm still on the road and still performing and still on stage and nobody knows what's going on with me you know well i can't say that's true because those who follow you <laughs> our hearts were with you i mean and i want to give a special shout out right now to your assistant i i'm not sure if i'm giving the right title but marquetta is yes, just yes. amazing so shout out to marquetta if you're shout watching this out. alvin says hello but marquetta knows that i was watching you and oh. i had my virtual arms around you and sean and thank and you so Thank you yeah, for yes, that. Great to see you here. Mm -hmm. Thank you for Marquetta. Uh, Marquetta is my business associate and she, child, she holds me together. <laughs> when, I, when I'm coming apart at the seams. <laughs> I'm going to give her this. Come together, anime. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Marquetta got it going on. Um, but look, we, we, we are getting to the to the end. And so I, I know I have one more question that I want to ask you before I let you go. Vosh may have some more uh, questions that he wants to ask, but um, I have been producing events for e events for a long time, and the way I create and visualize ideas, they help me to, you know, just be even more creative. And one of the ideas that I've been creating in my head is who would I see want to see on stage together at a concert, and I could care less who opens because whoever they are, they're going to take me on a musical journey. So my 
all-time visual concept of a concert is Cy Smith, <laughs> Mesa, and Lettucey on one concert. I don't care who opens, you're gonna leave there on a journey, okay? Ah. So I just wanted to get that out and say, you know, are there any artists that you work with or that you would like to work with in that capacity? First of all, I love Mesa and I love Lettucey and I would gladly be the <laughs> opener for that show. Are you yeah. kidding me? I love those ladies so much. Um, Mesa is, you know, I'm, I'm, I've been a fan of Mesa's forever, you know? Um, Good Lord, you just, I, I'm, my heart is beating really hard right now. It's, it's in the atmosphere. I put it out yeah. there. It's out there. It. It's out it. there. It's out there. Um, let me see. Who else would I love to work with in that capacity? Raphael Sabiq is, is, you know, the first name that comes to mind. Because to me, he also has that Sly Stone thing happening. Yes. Um, in a real way. And I just, I just love everything he does everything he touches um is, is just fantastic to me um who else i don't know i would you know what i would love to do i would love to do an unplugged acoustic show with janet jackson uh, janet you Dolphin, know right re remember that that um performance with her and big jim big jim was at the piano and she was sitting at the piano with him and the three background singers, and they did I, I Get So Lonely, and she was just singing at the piano, no dancing, no nothing. And it was so dope. And I was like, man, I would love to do a whole show with Janet like that. I haven't seen it. I have to look for it. I haven't seen it. But <laughs> I, it's, it's now in my, <laughs> in my mind. So I will be looking for that. Thank you. Yeah, Thank I, you. Thank I would you. love to do something like that. Yeah. Well, Bosh, go ahead, my friend. I want to jump us because we have something else that we're doing with Sai before we let her go. So I just want to talk about your current concert. Oh, yes. Okay. What's mm, happening? So why? Excited. Yeah. Tell us why we need to go see this concert tour. So the Feeling Good tour is all about you know reclaiming your joy, finding your sources of joy, and going straight to them. And hopefully, uh, at the end of the show, maybe my show might be a source of joy for you that you'll go back to when you need you know, a spark of, of, of love and light in your life. Um, it, I have my band from Charlotte. Um, they've been playing with me for a couple of years and they're so, so dope. So they're gonna be doing all of these shows with me. Um, DC on Sunday, the, May 22nd at City Winery, um, May 25th at City Winery Atlanta. And for those two shows, my good, uh, my girl, Be My Fiasco, she is an artist on Epi Music. She's gonna open the show. And she's super dope. If you've never heard of her, look her up. Be My Fiasco is all one word. Um, her album is called Where I Left You. And she's just a vibrant young artist whom I love. Um, she just recently won a contest with um, <clears throat> producer Brian Michael Cox um, on Voicey, this app Voicey. Uh, she's just a wonderful writer and performer. And, and I'm looking forward to having her open these two shows. Then the next show that I'm doing is June 4th. This show is really special to me because <clears throat> it's on my family homeland in Promised Land, Tennessee. Promised Land, Tennessee is one of the first black settlements after the Civil War in the state of Tennessee. And it was my forefathers who established it. And this is where my mother was raised. And this is where her people were raised, you know, and the one room schoolhouse is still standing and I'm performing on a 
pavilion right next to that one room schoolhouse that is a um, national historic landmark now, you know? Mm. Um, so I, I am so excited and thrilled to stand on the land that my ancestors were once enslaved on and then they bought bought that land and worked it and raised their children on it and now I'm performing on it. So that's yeah. exciting to me. June 4th, and, and, and we're, we're about 45 miles from Nashville in Middle Tennessee. So if anybody's out in that region, take a day trip. It'll be fun. It's free. Um, and then the next show I have is I'm opening for Sheila E. at the Rochester Jazz Festival on June 22nd. Um, that's going to be super fun. And then June 25th, I'll be in my birth city of New York um, at Rockwood Music Hall. Wow, wow, wow. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you have seen it in our promotions. And so please go to Sai's Facebook, I mean, her uh, uh, website and see all of her tours. And if you're in D.C., come out to the show on Sunday at the D.C. City Winery. I'm going to be there screaming. I promise you I'm going to be there. And and I would love to see you all out there. So please go and do that. Well, ladies and gentlemen, of course, you know, here on He Said, He Said, He Said, Fosh and I are always doing something that's outside the box. And (laughs) so tonight, we're going to have a freestyle that we're calling Sing With Side. (laughs) And we are going to, Vosh and I have come up with a couple of words, and we're just going to give Sai a word, and she's going to freestyle a song, or however she decides (laughs) to do it, she's going to freestyle our word so okay i am going to be the first person or boston would you like to i can tip my hat to you tonight would you like to be first i don't mind going first <laughs> do your thing because you know my word is flip-flops <laughs> <laughs> flip-flops all right all right um get up in the morning and i put on my robe and my Flip flop, <laughs> flip flop. Ah. Turn on some music and I wanna hear what? Um, hip hop, hey, ah. hip hop. Ah. <laughs> Gotta get my scissors and trim my hair like ah. chip chop, hey, chip chop. <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> I wanna do a that one day, what? I'ma do the whip wop, ah. whip wop. That's it. <laughs> hey, <laughs> thank right. you, thank you. Okay, okay. Um, Love it. My word is in honor of my my birthday my word is king k-i-n-g king all right uh let's see let me see let me see let me see um i look at you and i know that you a king you a king you a king and that's why every day i have to Sing, I gotta sing, I gotta sing. I do it three times. I like to fly, get my wings, get my get my wings. Hey, <laughs> ring the bell, ring the bell, ring the bell, like ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Everybody knows it's your birthday. Hey, hey, and everybody knows we got to play. Play, play. Uh, so uh, when you come to City Wanna, Ray, 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 <laughs> say, hey, I'm not woke, I'm not dead. He said, he said, he, uh, he said. <laughs> 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 yes, 
Thank you. Thank you. That was two in one. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Thank you. Yes. That was it. Oh, we're going to have a good time. We're going to have a good time. I can't wait to see you in person. I am I am so looking forward to seeing you. Vaj, did you have another word before we start to close out the show tonight? Because uh, I did you did you have another another word for I'm uh, just saying we hit we look you worked it out. Look at what people are saying. Bobby's <laughs> like work side. <laughs> like you have touched Bobby's spirit yet again. Yet again. That was super fantastic. I no, Thank you, you. you look, you did I, it and you got back to the you know to the three times. That was it. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, we are about to close our show again. Let me first of all Thank the amazing Cy Smith for joining us today on He Said, He Said, He Said. It hey. You have just made my day. Thank you. Thank, thank you thank so you. much. Thank I you. really thank appreciate you. both of you having me tonight. Thank you. Thank you. And, and for, we, we did mention earlier, again, there were three of us when we started. That's right, Jacques. Was one right. of our. Uh, he was the one of the original. He said. He said. He said. He is size uh, first cousin, ladies and gentlemen. So thank you, thank you for putting her in in our world, uh, Jacques. Wherever you are, we love you. We love you, um, ladies and gentlemen. Next we week, love you. <laughs> next week we <laughs> will be celebrating Black Gay Pride, and we will have special guests here uh, next week who are part of the Black Gay Pride Committee, talking to us about all the festivities that's going on in D.C. next week. And it is a lot. And also get a little bit of education on why there is a black gay pride. Okay, yes. so we, we want to talk about that. So we're going to leave you with our words of the week. There is no fear when you choose love. The more you choose love, the more love in is in your life. It gets easier and easier. And those that was a quote from the incomparable Melissa Etheridge, ladies and gentlemen. So... Again, Sai, thank you for being a part of our show tonight. Yes. Thank oh you. My God. Thank you so just much for having me. Unforgettable. Uh, just an unforgettable night. So <laughs> we, we will see everybody next week. Oh, thank you, Naylin, for watching. Thank you, Derek, for watching. Thank you, Rose. Thank you. And thank you. Who is that? Heartscript, Maryland? Oh, M I'm sorry. Not Maryland. You're a doctor. MD. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> thank, ah. you, thank you for the birthday wish, ladies and gentlemen. So look, you guys have a great week, and we look forward to seeing you next week on our episode of He Said. He Said. He Said. We're out, ladies and gentlemen. You guys have a great week. And come to the D.C. City Winery if you are here on Sunday, May the 22nd, and get a taste of Cy Smith. All right? Thank you. Yes, indeed. Good night. <laughs>